Hello and welcome to the Mal and Johnny Show. Uh, on this week's programme, we're going to talk about trying to get the gig, going to the audition. Uh, well, oh. did, I, did I pass the audition, sir? I don't know. Johnny, I mean, you, you must have done loads of auditions in your time. Oh, yeah. oh, well, I don't know hundreds. I've done quite a few. First one ever, when I was about, ooh, I don't know, 19, 18, was in Swansea. Right. In a church hall. I, in Town Hill, I think it was. Anyway, it was for a show for... The old days, TWW it was called, instead of, you know, HTV. And it was a fellow called Brian Mickey, and the programme was called Looking for the Stars. Wow. It was a bit of a knock-knocks thing, you know? Yeah. So what did you I'm do? Like, yeah, what did you I do to pass? I the audition. Yeah, we did. I had to go to Bristol to record it. Right. And then... What did you do, uh, what did you do in the audition, though? Did, had you got your final act by then, or are you still a work in progress? Uh, it was a work in progress, really. Mm. I, I did, what I think I did, a couple of impressions and a bit of a tap dance. And uh, and sang a song and tried to cram it all in three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the same song had to do for the three things. So I think I did a Frankie Vaughan, a tap dance and a song. And then um, I didn't do another one then until I did a summer season audition in London for a summer season in Skegness. And I got a 20-week summer season wow. with an old comedian called Reg Dixon. And it was a bunch of girl dancers. It was a big show. It was nice. So I, I enjoyed that. It was my first real pro job. And how did you get the audition for that? Did, did, did oh, they... An agent. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, because uh, my father, the first one, my father's seen in the paper, they're looking for people. Right. Uh, but then um, I got this agent in London, a fellow called Harry Dennis, an old Jewish bloke. He's a lovely fella. Always signed off, God bless Harry. You know, it's one of them. He's a real lovely old bloke, you know. Yeah. And um, he got me this audition. And uh, I stayed with Harry Dennis for a while. He got me a couple of gigs. And then my old man said, well, Harry can't get you much. He's not much of an, he's a nice bloke, but, you know, he hasn't got. So my old man knew a bloke who was in London management. So they said, would you do an audition for Bill Robertson? He was the guy that was the, and him and Mike Sullivan. They had Shirley Bassey, see? Oh, wow. So they got, there was a place in London called the, what was it called? The Nuffield Centre. And it was where the army boys used to go for a couple of drinks and so on. And used to do gigs in there for nothing as auditions. So I did an audition in there. Well, I did the show for the boys. And this guy came to see me from London Manager and I got and he became my agent. Right. So from there on, I did a lot more then because he was a, a good agent with plenty of fingers in the pie, see. So you, you do a gig, you know, for nothing, um, yeah. which is an audition. And every audition is for nothing, but it costs you to go to London, doesn't it? To, 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 oh, to follow I know, your, I know. your goals, your dreams. I mean, the one I did for Up Knox was the funniest. I, I did it in Dinley Studios in London, and the big sign on the wall, no tap dancing. Well, you know, half my act was tap dancing. <laughs> so I thought, well, I better do some anyway. So I'm halfway through it, and the bell goes off, a really loud bell, and they stop me. But I, they liked what I did up to then. So they said, look, can you come into Liverpool? Are you oh. in Liverpool? I said, funny enough, I got a gig in Liverpool. They said, well, come to the Jacob's Biscuit Factory <laughs> where we're doing the auditions. I said, okay. So I went in and they were all lined up, the usual suspects, you know. And uh, the guy before me walks out <laughs> and Huey Green goes, hello, Norman, go on then, born free. <laughs> he used to turn up every time of that. And then, but he'd let him do it. You know, yeah. He didn't want to you know, shoot his life. And there was a little old woman saying, nobody... <laughs> Nobody loves a fairy when she's 40. <laughs> and then a guy gets on there. He's going to do Delilah, right? Now, we've only got a piano back, okay? Yeah. So he gets to the bit where Tom goes, you know, you know dang, da da dang, dang, da da dang. You go, yeah, right? So this bloke goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the little fellow, little one on the piano, ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> 
Anyway, I did my bit and I got the job, and that's how I got on Up Knocks. Wow. And I don't think I did an audition after that for ages because I, I. You didn't need uh, it, did well, you? You, you? You didn't you, need it. I was, they, getting, I was getting jobs, yeah. Johnny Tudor. What about you? Oh, well, actually, it's Opportunity Knocks, yeah, I, uh, I sent away, and uh, they wrote back, Dear Miss Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I was only 12 and my name was Maldwin so I suppose it, it, you know benefit yeah. of the doubt I remember going to Cardiff and yeah. uh, going in there and the guy before me was really pushy you know they give one song and they get another song and another song and I went up there played my own song and yeah. uh, you know because Mary Hopkins had probably won the week before or Janet Reese from Natalie and uh, yeah. nothing nothing um, I, now I'm not quite sure how I got the audition for HTV uh, in Pontcana I think it might be my dad went to was in was a good friend of Ivor Emmanuel growing up in Pontrida oh Ivor lovely blogger and I think I wrote I wrote to everybody you know can I you know and I think he might have arranged it Eric Weatherall the guy's name was oh I worked with Eric Did you? he was the head of music at HTV a Ranger lovely lovely arranger I, I did the Margaret Williams show and Eric was the MD on it yeah really yeah. good musician yeah. he went to Ireland afterwards and ran the Irish uh, radio orchestra oh right well obviously he saw nothing in me at all except that I <laughs> except that I needed guitar lessons no well, I, <laughs> what, he what, what he said was he, he wrote back said you know do, very good and everything it might be a good idea for you to get some guitar lessons and he gave me a, an address of somebody but in the meantime I had sent a tape to John Peel and my life had sort of changed you know so that's right, that's um, right. but it is different because I suppose they're looking for a different type of thing they weren't looking for a, an alternative John Peel late night radio one uh, singer song they were looking for an entertainer and I definitely <laughs> whether I am now but I wasn't I definitely wasn't the finished article back then I was like you know little little guy with a little guitar you know and um, uh, yeah there we are. Uh, right then oh. other other auditions now after that it's funny isn't it because once you once you've done something like mm. being the winner of Opportunity Knocks and getting onto new faces I know you didn't want to do that but you did it anyway but you, you know you've got this television credentials you can't really do auditions can you it's like it's, it's well it's now, the thing is, with, with light entertainment, you don't really do many auditions. But with acting, even the big stars yeah. have to audition. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get people like Anthony Hopkins has to do two auditions for a film. I mean, you can't believe it now, but that's what that's what happens still. Yeah. I don't know why, but... Well, maybe it's because they, they're, they're playing something, they're playing somebody else. They've got to be right yeah, for their role. Yeah, Whereas yeah. If, if we're doing it, we're just doing what we do. And if yourself. You, you either like it or you don't right. like it, do you? you know, it's, it's like, I suppose... Exactly, exactly. Um, now, then, the next audition, I will was mid thirties. It was an odd one. I had uh, no, it must be might be even later than that. I'd, I'd done my TV, TV series for HTV, which were songs and music and interviewing people and playing guitars and stuff like that. And you play, you know, like we, I played guitar with Cliff Richard and the Bee Gees, and we had guests coming down. I, I was a, I was on tour with Art Garfunkel and a guy, a Welsh guy called Di Davis, said we're putting a show together uh, in America. Uh, a bit like your old TV show. Would you come up and do an audition? So they were looking for a, a British male or female, and then whatever they chose in Britain, they'd go for the opposite in America. So I was there all afternoon. You know, you, you go up on the train, you spend your money. You, I did the thing, and they gave me the gig. I mean, I, I just did what I... I wasn't nervous about it, because I thought, well, it, I think I'd got to the point in my mind of thinking, this is yeah. what I do. If they don't like what I do, this I can't do anything else. So I did yeah, it. Yeah. and then So then I was part of the audition process, in New York. So wow. they've chosen me as the British male, so they're looking for an American female. So we go out, we fly business class, we stay in a hotel by the park. Um, all they, paid for. All paid for. Uh, yeah. We go, the, the, the director is the guy who directed uh, Live Aid in Philadelphia. Lovely, lovely they're called Phil O'Neill. 
And anyway, Mr. O'Neill. And then we go to this Sony Studios, you know, right in this heart of, of Manhattan. And they keep mm. on bringing, bringing, bringing me women. <laughs> you know? And one lady... Was, was this it was a TV show, honestly. And then this, yeah. one of them was the, it was the daughter of the people who ran the Russian tea rooms. Then another one was a singer. And then this lady called, called Bette came in and she was, she was Whitney Houston's musical director. Never. And we got, so I got on well with all these, these these girls. We did we interviewed somebody else. We talked together. We did a bit of playing, and um, and so they chose Bet. They chose her, and then I flew back to Britain. You know, this TV series going to be made in America. Nothing. I passed the what audition. There wasn't a gig in the end of the day. That was it. Oh, Nothing. You're joking. Nothing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Whoever was putting it on ran out of money. Something happened. Years later, I thought, I wonder what happened to that guy. He's from New Zealand. He, was, he used to do MasterChef on PBS in America. So I thought I'd email him. And he said, oh, well, I've just, I've just emailed Bet. He said, I was going to email you. He said, it looks like it's back on. He was working with David Frost at that stage. So um, I, he said, are you in London ever? Well, as it was, my son was going to go to university. I was going to be in London. I said, well, so we met up. He came, we had this long afternoon together. He told me all about David Frost being involved. Da, 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 da. And then David Frost went and died. Oh, my God. I mean, I tell you what, you're talking about Sod's Law, this business. I mean, things like that happen all the time. I mean, it's like, it's like I was writing the film with Dorothy Squires, right? Yeah. With, first of all, I was doing it with. Um, uh, Pete Edwards. Yes. No, first of all, it was no. Sorry, it was with the uh, Paul Turner who had the the, 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 the Oscar, Oscar nomination, nomination yeah. right? For all Paul died, right? Yes. And then I'm doing it with Pete Edwards, and Pete Edwards died. I thought, am I jinxed, or is it Dorothy jinxing us? I don't yeah. know what's going on. I suppose but going back yeah, about another yeah, audition. Yeah, yeah go on. I had, when I got up Knox, I got a, a, a recording contract from it because right. they, the, somebody from the recording company saw me on the on the night. And they sent a lot of stuff off to people. But then one day they rang me up. They said, look, John, um, we've got a musical coming over from New York. And we're the publishers. Right. And uh, we've got you an audition for a part in this musical. So I said, OK, where have I got to go? Down to South End, because they're doing the, the out-of-town uh, previews out-of-town. And they're coming into the West End after. So I go down now to this place. And the fellow was called Alexander Bridge. Right. right. I didn't know it at the time. But he, he was gay. And uh, he had a... A push on for getting boys to take their shirt off to audition. <laughs> so I didn't know why he wanted me to sing with my shirt off at the time. So I did the audition and uh, I thought, he's not doing hair. Why have I got to take my shirt off? <laughs> anyway, I got the job and uh, that's it. We did the weekend or two weeks in. In Southend, then we went into the Fortune Theatre for a season. Wow! And that so was that was, that uh, was a funny audition. That was that um, was. funny thing happened. Was it? Was that the funny thing happened? No, that no. was it. Was called Cindy. Cindy. Um, uh, it, yeah, it, it was a, a Jewish version right. of Cinderella. Oh wow! And it was called, and she was called Cindy Crella, <laughs> and I was Lucky, which was the Buttons character in, in real life. Do you know what I mean? Right. And she had two ugly sisters, but they, it was like all in New York. I had to talk like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So I was doing my, uh, I sounded like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> so how did, you get the, how did you get the one, in, um, you know, the uh, on the funny thing happened on the way to the forum? Did they know oh, you or did you have to audition for that? No, I, well, that was easy because my agent at the time was uh, Bill Robert, as I told you, and he, uh, the show was put on by London management. Oh, okay. And that, so I was with London and they just said, you've got, you're, you're doing this next week, you know. Great. So I went down and I was in the in the show. Mm. I enjoyed that show. Actually, it was a very good show. Yeah, it's great yeah. to be right in the centre of town and doing all that. Um, have you ever been on the other side 
of the audition process where you've been the, one of the guys behind the desk? Yeah, but only I don't like it really because I I feel for the for the mm. kids doing it, you know. Mm. Um, only for the the, the Dorothy Squires play I wrote called um, uh, Say It With Flowers. I wrote with Mike Povey, right? And um, we were auditioning for somebody to play Dorothy. Right. Um, we we had Ruth Maddock to play Dorothy as the older Dorothy, but we needed a younger Dorothy to play up to like thirties. Mm. Uh, and I was up in London watching these girls, and some of them were great singers, but they didn't have any feel for the character. Yeah. Then this last girl came in, and she just knocked our socks off because she was fantastic. Mm. Um, you can, and you can tell, see, straight away, I think. And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, they're going through hell now. They're, they're, they're doing their pieces, waiting to come in. It's an awful feeling, yeah. auditions. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because, as you say, you probably know within the first five minutes whether they're right for the role. Not whether they're going to be Because they're, they're going to be, you know, good to, you know, their agents, to have agents, to send them in. You know they're going to be a certain level. Yeah. It's just, actually, you you sort of know what the part needs to be. That's right. And, yeah, and the feel. Can, and and, and uh, uh, this girl, I forgot her name. It's terrible, isn't it? Mm. Uh, what was her name? Chilean... Kirkpatrick, she's she's won awards since. Yeah, yeah. She's really good, and she could sing great, but she acted like Dorothy. She had that oil about her, you know. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, I've done it it a few times. I've done a few times, and you know, you want to show enough respect, as you say, because you're you're feeling for them. Yeah, you know, it's not they're not right, but you let them go through their. Their thing, you know, it's, it's always that thing with D- Dustin Hoffman in, in in Tootsie when he's standing on the stage, and they, you know, they say uh, he does his bit. And he said, "We want someone taller. I can be taller. We want someone older. We want some. I can be older." They said, "We want someone else." <laughs> you know, that's the bottom <laughs> that's line. Right, yeah. We just but he dressed up then, didn't he? he, he got the, dressed up. Yeah. It was a great, terrific. I mean, the thing is, it like Alwyn's had a part. My wife Alwyn, she she's auditioned for stuff, and um, she didn't get the job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then she, but she's second on the book. You know what they do? They pen, you're penciled in, which yeah. means they, you're in their books. Then you're heavily penciled, mm-hmm. and eventually you're penned, depending if you get the job. Yeah. And she's been heavily penciled, didn't get it. Anyway, turns out the woman who was going to do the part, it was in the Sherman, actually, um, was taken ill. Mm. So they rang Alwyn and said, you got the job. And, she, and they said afterwards, you were better than the original. So you think to yourself, well, why didn't yeah. you give me the, the job, job in the first, first place? place? But it's all down to taste of who I was looking at. You. Yeah, and you can't, you must not, you know, I'd say that to anybody who goes from, it's not, you know, don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. No, they tell you that, but you do. You do, yes. It's like a, <laughs> it gets to you. Every you bad review, every person who says they hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, we, uh, one of the musicals that, that I did with Michael Bogdanov, and Michael was very good as well because he'd done hundreds and thousands of auditions over the years. So yeah, yeah. he did. He didn't do the, you know, next, next. He'd, yeah, he'd give yeah, people time. Yeah. And he'd actually give people a bit of a critique for their, how their auditions That's great. Gone, you know, which is good, yeah, particularly... Uh, so you see this, uh, Simon Cowell, they press the button, I think it's cruel. Yeah, yeah. It's, that programme is cruel. Yeah. It, because, I mean, they must go through loads of kids that can't do anything, really. They go in there because they think they're good. Their, mother, their mother's told them to do it. Yeah. And you've got to give them, let them sing the song, you know, like, yeah. like uh, Huey Green, go on, Norman, born free. He knew he was, he was rubbish, but he let him do it again, <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this young girl came in, must be must have been one of her first auditions. I'm not sure if she had any training, whether she'd just seen it somewhere and turned up. And she, yeah. she put her music on the piano. <clears throat> yeah. Are you ready, right? And, she, and it was, 
You say potato and I say potato. You say tomato and I say tomato. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing. And she sang it very sweetly, but it was, she, she hadn't quite she got the gist it. of what. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not oh. even making that up. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. But, uh, you know, if you're going to get, you, that's the thing, starting off, you know, once, you, once you've got a CV, you've got something to show mm. to people. When you're starting off, you sort of have to do everything, don't you? You have yeah, to go to every audition, go every that's talent right. show. You've got to send your tapes. You know, persistence is the name of the game. You know what's good now is um, for for acting jobs is you haven't got to go to London anymore yeah. because everything's been do, been done on Zoom over the last two years and people kept doing it. So rather than going up to London, which cost you like hundred quid, and you have mm. a meal, come home, and then you don't get the job, <laughs> um, you just do it on in your house. You put your camera on on your phone and you do it. Yeah, like Alwyn did one the other week, um, and she got the job, and it was a really good one. It's in a a new series called Wolf, I think. It comes out, it's a six-part um, drama, BBC One. Oh, great. And she just did it. She said, oh, we'll do it. I, I won't hear anything. They rang her, she got the job. Which is good for everybody, really. It saves on, well, you know, saves on the carbon emissions. It saves you as an artist for going all there, wasting all day and that money. And, you know, it's, it is just like half an hour of your life. Rather, and then you can maybe treat it that way as well. Not with lack of respect, but put it into some sort of context. Well, you're not you. uptight. You haven't you yeah. got three people sitting and ready with the light on you looking at you. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you're doing it in your own home. And if you, you you record it, have a look at it back. No, it's not very good. I'll do that again. Yeah. But you can't do that in an audition. No, no, no. It's like, no. Can I start again, please? It, and that's it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, I don't know if you know this, but like whenever you've done one, like live, like that, you come on, why did I do that? Or, oh. yeah, I could have done that better. And you, you, you kick in yourself, you know. It's like an exam, isn't it? You think, oh, number three was divide, not multiply. Oh, I never <laughs> thought at the time. I'd oh, you know, I'll tell you about that now. Yeah. You know me in school. I must have been OCD or something. Not OCD. What they call that thing when you ADHD. can't concentrate. ADHD. Yeah. I never. So I go into the into the English lesson for the for the eleven plus. Yeah. The exam. Open your papers. And it's all about. Uh, it was a. I I don't think it was how to the Baskervilles to say it was. Yeah. Right. I couldn't answer anything because I hadn't read the book. <laughs> I should have read the book. I was told to read the book. It's in the book. just sitting there. So I made something up. <laughs> Did he pass? No. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get anywhere. They should have given him a few creativity, but he should have put it through. They should have said, this boy's good, he's written a story. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Brilliant, man. But that... uh, no, auditions, are, uh, they're nerve-wracking the best of times. Yeah. But uh, you have to do them when you start, that's it. You have to do them, there's no other way. Yeah, this... yeah. yeah. All right, well, well um, how's the weather, by the way? You've been in the sea at all? And I've been in the sea this week, yeah. It's getting colder. You know, it's getting warmer, or I'm getting used to it. <laughs> One or the other. I've had a it's paddle. Still cold. I've had the first paddle of the summer, so I'm getting there. I, just yeah, no, I, I, the first one was about two, three weeks ago, mm. and I just dived in, literally dived out again. But like this week, I was in and did quite a few strokes. I was, I'm getting into it now. Well done. All right. There we are. Uh, so it's. Uh, uh, we hope we've passed the audition. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Have we but... passed the audition, BBC. We want to do the Malin Johnson show on air. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens. It's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye for me. <laughs> and you. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Ta-da, Valley. <laughs>